Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Fifty-four is the nothing personal word of the day for Tuesday, June seventh, two thousand twenty-two. I just learned this yesterday, and now you're going to learn it too. We've talked about the Live Golf Tournament, the Live Special. We're not the PGA Tour. We're creating competition. No more monopolies. We're calling it Live, but we're really washing money for the Saudis. Live is like a Super Bowl. L I V. I didn't know that's what it stood for. L is 50, IV is four, so it stands for 54. Why 54? Because they're only playing three days, 18 times three. 18 plus 18 is 36, plus 18 is 54. 54 holes, not 72. So they're calling it live. And the reason it's back in the news and the reason why it's leading off nothing personal on a random Tuesday in June is that it was announced yesterday that Phil Mickelson, will now be playing in the live tournament or the live matches or the live weekends. They gave him $200 million. Let's rewind a little bit to get everybody caught up. Phil Mickelson was rumored to be joining the live circuit. And then he was asked about it and he said a few things like, ah, what's a little bone saw? What's a little rape and pillage? I mean, these women don't need rights. And then he got canceled. But to cure his cancellation, he did what you're supposed to do when you get canceled. I need therapy. So he took some time off, about four months, and now he's back. And he came back with an interview and with a statement that to me had zero credibility. If you're Phil Mickelson and you get offered $200 million to play in a golf tournament, this is not to win the golf tournament. This is not to make the cut in the golf tournament because every one of the players makes the cut in this special 54 tournament called, whatever it is. It's an appearance fee. So it's a guarantee. You know how Aaron Donald yesterday, the football player, got $65 million guaranteed or baseball players get $400 million guaranteed over the course of 10 years, 13 years. This is a guarantee sum. If Phil Mickelson gets hurt, if Phil Mickelson stinks, he gets $200 million. But then he had to explain himself. Why? I would have preferred a regular answer. Folks, How many of you would turn down $200 million guaranteed to perform in the job that you do? Someone knocks on your door and says, you work for CBS, now I want you to work for NBC, here's $200 million. See ya. You work for CBS, now I want you to work for Qatarian TV for $200 million. Would Coca do it? Would I do it? 
S-Y-L, baby. See you later. Now, you're going to say, how could you possibly subdue and squash all of your morals and not have a moral compass? How could you not have principles? And my answer is I do have principles, but I'd like my kids and my grandkids and their grandkids. I'd like charity and all the stuff that we do around the world and around the country to do as much good as possible. And if I can take blood money, because that's what they call it, money that comes from people you don't agree with what they do, it's called blood money, like blood diamonds. Now, blood diamonds may be called blood diamonds because, are they called blood diamonds because they, there can be like some red to them? Or they called it because of the working conditions in the mines where like the conflict diamonds where they're killing each other and having civil war. I'm not sure. But either way, they call it blood money, blood sport. They use blood. It's funny. I wonder why maybe boxing. Is boxing a blood sport? I don't think it is. Anyway, so Phil Mixon, blood diamonds are diamonds mined in a war zone and sold to finance an insurgency. I get it. That's why they're blood diamonds. It's a great movie with Jennifer Connelly and Leonardo DiCaprio. If you have not seen it, it is well worth your time. So let's go back to Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson talks to his wife, Amy, and says, listen, sweetheart, here's the plan. The plan is that I gamble. I've lost a bit of money. But there's this tournament, and they offer Tiger Woods way more, but he turned it down. They offered Jack Nicholas $100 million. He turned it down. Greg Norman accepted. He's the chairman. And I really think this is great. We got Dustin Johnson. We have Kevin Na. Everything is going well. And Amy said, but what are you going to make? And, and he said, $200 million. I want to make sure you got that number. Tiger Woods, one of the most successful golfers of all time. Would we all agree? Do you know how much money he's won in his entire career on the court, on the greens, on the grass, whatever you call it in golf? on the course, I guess, $120.8 million. That's Tiger Woods. Forget the endorsements, etc. So Mickelson went off for 200, said yes. But then he had to figure out, how do I convince you, my fan, or generally people in America, that this was the right decision and that you would have made the decision too? He could have just stopped with the money, and he would have gotten 74% of the country. But instead, he went and answered a bunch of questions the following way. He was asked again about Saudi Arabia and the blood money and the fact that they're backers to the tournament. And instead of saying he didn't care about the bone saw used to kill Khashoggi, instead of saying he doesn't care that women have no rights and get raped and pillaged, he said, I don't condone human rights violations and addressing what happened to Khashoggi is awful. Okay, Phil, stop right there. Nope, he keeps going. But I have seen the good that the game of golf has done throughout history. You mean no Jews allowed, no blacks allowed, that getting into these country clubs is all about status, you have to dress a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way, and be around a bunch of old white guys who think they're really good at chasing a white ball around for 18 holes, when in fact they all suck, but they say they're doing it because they it's good for business? Okay, just wanna make sure. Golf has done good throughout history. And I really believe, he continued, that live can be good for the game of golf as well. 
Again, what he meant to say is this is creating free agency where players have a chance to not just play for the PJ Tour. The equivalent of this is if the USFL, I'm trying to think of the most famous football player who signed with the USFL back in the day. I want to say it was Herschel Walker, maybe Doug Flutie. But imagine if Tom Brady in the middle of his prime or right now Aaron Donald when he was a free agent with the Los Angeles Dodgers said the, um, all right, four six nine when errol don ah here we go you cannot edit edit this out i don't really care coca aaron donald just signed his contract we may talk about it later in the show to go back to the los angeles rams who are the defending super bowl champions and got 65 million in guaranteed money what would happen if Tom Brady and Aaron Donald instead signed with the Toronto Argonauts or with the pick a team, pick a league that is not the NFL, and they got an unbelievable amount, a record amount, forgetting Deshaun Watson we're going to talk about, but let's say they got $235 million. You would say to yourself, is that good? Did they do it for the money? Is it good for the sport? Is it good for competition? What would be the reason that these players would then go into obscurity? Because make no mistake, the Live Golf Tournament is obscurity. If you want to watch it, you're going to have to go somewhere online. They may do it on like Facebook or YouTube, which are great platforms. And I maybe you're watching this on YouTube. I'm all in. And that's the future of watching is streaming. CBS knew that a long time ago and all the other networks have followed suit. But the bottom line is it doesn't matter where it's being shown. Like F1 is shopping for a new broadcast partner and Netflix may bid and Amazon may bid and the regular ESPN and NBC and CBS, but the, it's about the money. It's about the rights fees. Saudi Arabia has funded this entire 54 tournaments of the weekends. It's not sustainable. Saudi Arabia is trying to wash its money they're trying to wash its reputation they're trying to use sports we've read a lot about this with putin and russia you know they tried it in china you also read about this with Qatar and the world cup it's very funny when countries think that sports will somehow cleanse their reputations does anybody fall for that anymore because it seems silly to fall for it. It seems silly for you to think, oh, you're hosting the Olympics and you've got great medal count if you're Russia, or my God, how amazing it is that there's a bunch of golfers, Phil Mickelson chasing around balls for 18 holes. I don't even remember the stuff that goes on inside those countries when the sports aren't being played. I love watching the cars go around the track. Don't worry about the fact that four miles from the track, there's a woman right now being abused. It's good. But David, be consistent with your argument. In America, we go to sports games. You spent your life telling us that you go to Madison Square Garden. Do you care about the homeless shelter that's a block away? Or do you care about the slums that are two miles away from the swamps of Jersey or the climate change that's going on two miles from your ballpark that you use public money to get? I understand the inconsistencies. I understand that we are insulated in sports and that we believe that sports transcends all, right? It is, it is, it brings communities together. I used to be the guy who would sell this to politicians and to fans. You want Major League Baseball because you want to be a major league city. 
You want to have convention centers. You want to have opera and ballet and plays and museums and basketball and baseball and football and soccer. Oh, my. It was just me selling. It was me trying to convince you to feel better about yourself for giving me what I wanted. That's what's done all the time. There's a movie I love that if you have not seen, it's a bonus review. It's called Dave. Dave is a movie with Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver and Charles Grodin, one of my favorite actors who recently passed away, plays an accountant in that movie. And he goes to the White House. It's about a guy who impersonates the president and the president has an affair with Laura Linney, drops dead, sort of, goes into a coma. And instead of telling anyone, Frank Langella and the guy from Veep, who we met at the Emmys, Coke, and I can't remember his name, sort of small guy with the beard, but a funny guy. They decide that they're going to bring in Kevin Klein, who looks like Dave, who is named Dave to be the president. Anyway, so Charles Grodin comes in and Kevin Klein says, please help me with the budget. We're having budget issues in our country. And Charles Grodin goes through the budget and says, my God, do you know that this country spends $50 million, I'm making up the number, $50 million to do commercials for people who have bought American cars. And the commercials are meant to make you feel good that you're buying American. That's always been a thing, right? Buy American. And so Charles Grodin says, we're spending $50 million. Maybe it was Kevin Klein who said, it doesn't matter. We're spending $50 million where we could fund a child center in order to take kids off the street and to make crime lower and to give kids a raison d'etre after school. We're not able to fund those because we're spending $50 million to convince people that what they already bought is good. And that's what we do in sports. We spend our time trying to convince you that we can cover all the ills of society just by cheering for your team, by being a supporter. It's really quite something. And it's the business I'm in. It's the business I've always been in. It's convincing you to do something that you don't know you want to do, but making it believe that it's your idea when in fact what you're doing is what I want you to do. That's what Liv is doing. That's what Saudi Arabia is doing. It's quite something. You know, I think that Deshaun Watson needs some help, and I want to volunteer so Coke and I volunteer for a bunch of things over the years. This is normal episode number 610 of Nothing Personal. And we've told you a few times that we'd love to start a consulting firm where we can do PR consulting for people. We can help people plan press conferences. We can help people get out of jams, right? We can do investigations. We can be hired by teams to do that. I'm calling out to Deshaun Watson because I think it's time for you to hire me and to hire Coca because you need help. And I'm gonna explain why, and it comes in the form of a question. You know what I want? <laughs> I wanna talk to Samson. So you wanna talk to Samson. That's from the movie Half-Baked. A nod out to all the people on my DMs on Twitter at David P. Sampson who will tweet me like at 2 in the morning, hey, I'm 68, 69th baked, and I got a question about the Yankees. 
or hey, I'm only one quarter baked. How do you feel about the Marlins? I'm in. Someone just tweeted at me, Coca. Hey, I'm zero eighths baked. I guess that's not baked at all. Half baked is a movie, and in it, there's a character named Samson, and everyone wants to talk to him. So if you want to talk to me, just get into my Twitter, go on Apple and rate and review and put questions in there in the comment section or in the review section. Follow me on Spotify, us. Coca's doing TikToks and Instagrams. Go to David P. Sampson and hit follow because you may be amused. So, hi, David. Hello. Lawsuit number 24 against Deshaun Watson came out today. And his lawyer's Rusty Harden's comments on Houston radio seem more than troubling. At what point will Watson be, as you say, the juice is not worth the squeeze to the Browns and or the NFL? Love to hear your comments and maybe on Tuesday. Thank you. Guess what? It is Tuesday. And you're going to hear my comments. Deshaun Watson is the player who's been sued civilly by 23 women. And a 24th woman came forward and said, this is what he does. He gets in his Instagram, slides into my DMs, wants a massage, does this hundreds of times, and then wants to do something else. In addition to the massage, that involves something that Robert Kraft is very familiar with. It's called a happy ending. If you don't know what a happy ending is, change the channel. If you do know what a happy ending is, you know happy endings happen, but they're not legal. Paying somebody extra for a happy ending, hello, prostitution. Rusty Harden, the lawyer for Deshaun Watson, the lawyer, Coca, I don't want to get it wrong, but I believe that he was the lawyer for Roger Clemens during all of Clemens' steroid stuff but I may be wrong, but for some reason that's in my mind. Rusty Harden went on Houston radio. Why? Because he's got an ego that makes mine look like Coca's. Gets on the radio and tries to convince you that happy endings are just a thing that happens. So he gets on and he says something like, you know, I want to see if I have the exact quote, but it was pretty good. He said that a massage is with a happy ending is not illegal. And it got quite a bit of attention. He then was forced, this is the lawyer, not Deshaun Watson. The lawyer was forced to do a follow-up statement. He said on a Houston radio show interview, I mentioned that a massage that has a happy ending is not illegal, meaning it is not illegal for someone to have consensual sex with a therapist after a massage unless the sex is for pay. Deshaun did not pay anyone for sex. I was using the term hypothetically and not describing Deshaun's case. All right, so... Anyone ever seen the scenes? I mean, I'm not saying that I have, but apparently there are some channels with some categories that are massages that turn into sex and that the masseuse is massaging, then comes the oil, then comes the nudity, then comes the sex. So I guess that that doesn't come from nothing. It doesn't fall from the sky like a director said, I got an idea, let's do a category of masseuses where there's sex. The fantasy of the man, the fantasy of the woman, the reality. 
The reality is that the happy ending parlors, and we know they've been attacked, not attacked, they've been the subject of stings, etc., because there's a worry of sex trafficking and sex workers, women who are there without their consent, and men or women go in there. This is the Robert Kraft case. They get a massage, and then the question is, do you want to turn over? And so you do, and then you pay more, and then you get the happy ending, etc. This is not something that is new. Deshaun Watson, when he goes in for a massage as Deshaun Watson, he believes that he's not being recognized. He slides into a DM. He then gets the massage and then assumes that he can get more, but there's a negotiated price. That's the definition of what's not legal. But the worst part is, is if there's no consent. Now, you're going to say, and Coke is going to get upset with me for saying that's the worst part. You could say human trafficking is the worst part and people who are held prisoner there are the worst part. But in a business transaction, which is what these are, believe me, they don't like you, these women, Deshaun. They're not attracted to you. They don't care about your money and what you do on the football field. They care about, are you paying them if that's what they've agreed to do? Are you paying them for the act? But in your case, Deshaun, you said, hey, you know who I am. You know who I am. I just want to do it now. So do you see my erect penis? Let's do it now. So Rusty Harden has to get past that because for whatever reason, there's now 24 women saying that he's done it, which means there are more, there are more, and there are more. Deshaun Watson tried to settle these cases, which is exactly what I told you he was going to do because there's no chance that he is going to be put on the stand. There's no way he is going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because his lawyer, however stupid he is, will not allow him to. He offered $100,000 to every one of the plaintiffs to settle after vociferously denying that he was going to settle. And me telling you that he is full of absolute crap. Because he can't be that stupid. Rusty Harden then had to cover his tracks further by saying, I have reiterated to others, it's not okay to do anything that a woman does not agree to do. These women have alleged assault in their pleadings. I was speaking in a hypothetical situation when I said that happy endings are legal. If there is a consensual sexual encounter after massage, that is not a crime, nor the basis for a civil lawsuit. I was not talking about what Deshaun did or did not do or expected or did not expect. Horse hockey, Rusty. You were exactly talking about what he did. And that line that you just said, that consensual sexual encounters after massage are not a crime, and then saying that, hey, grand juries met. They didn't charge him with a crime. And it's not a civil lawsuit either. That's not what's being alleged, Rusty. Did you read the lawsuits that are being filed against your client? What is being alleged is that he committed unwanted touching sexual aggression. What's being alleged is that it was not consensual. And your answer is three of them were. That may be the math. Three consensual 
21 not consensual. You just got $230 million guaranteed from the Cleveland Browns. And your best offer was 100 grand to 23 people? Do you know that for every 10 people, that's $1 million? So that would be approximately $2.3 million. Hold on. That would be 1% of your guaranteed money. Interesting coincidence. 1% to wipe away 23 civil lawsuits. Now you got to go above 1% if you're going to give 100 grand to 24 people, except they're not taking it. Do you know why? Because you're going to give more. Do you know why you're going to give more? Because you are going to be in danger of losing your guaranteed money. Because the odds are that if you've done it 24 times before or 100 times before, you're going to do it again. And if you do it again, you're going to violate some clauses in your guaranteed contract. And the NFL is going to call the Cleveland Browns and say, listen, Jimmy and D, I don't care what you say to your daughters. I don't care what excuses you make. We don't want Watson in the league anymore. It's not worth it. So you ask me a question that so you want to talk about to Samson? Is there going to be a point when the juice is not worth the squeeze? You bet your bippy there will be. And here's where it happens. It happens after Deshaun Watson settles these initial 24 cases. And then the 25th comes. That's when Roger Goodell calls up Jimmy and says, Jimmy, get rid of him. It's going to happen. The chance of Deshaun Watson fulfilling his contract for the Cleveland Browns to me is de minimis. The chance of him collecting all $230 million of his guaranteed dollars is even smaller than de minimis. That's de min minimis. Min squared. Thanks for that question. It's going to be interesting to watch. I wonder if Deshaun Watson and Phil Mickelson hang out. Oh my God, am I selling Mickelson? Don't do that, David. It was terrible of you. All right, we come back. We're going to review a movie that I found streaming that I'd never heard of, and I can't believe I missed it. And then we're going to talk about something that happened in Florida because I've got to mention this. It's total insanity what Ron DeSantis is doing. And don't, I'm not going to be political with you, but I do want to explain that he is using his bully pulpit in a way that governors should not, and it, it frankly should be illegal. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. Thank you for rating, reviewing, following, subscribing, all the things you do. Keep going. Tell your friends about it. Let's keep building it because Coke and I keep getting questions. Hey, how many downloads this month? How many downloads versus last year versus next year? So we got to keep growing because it's business. Don't worry. It's not the end of the show. Not yet. We still have like 20 minutes. Hang in there. I watched a movie the other day, so you know my movie. I watch a movie every single day, and I go on. I know exactly what I'm going to watch today. There's a new Tim Roth movie called Sundown. 
and I'm going to watch that today. It's streaming. It's like an early access Amazon movie. So I'll review that tomorrow. But today, I was going through, this is yesterday, I was going through and I saw a movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara, who I know are dating. Rooney Mara is the nephew or the niece or the, I can't remember, the granddaughter of Wellington Mara and Art Rooney. Somehow there's some combination of Rooney's and Mara's, Steelers, Giants, and they had a, a daughter who's an incredible actress who is now dating Joaquin Phoenix. And I believe Coca, they may have had a child together. Well, I know for sure they practiced. I just don't know if they actually had a child. But for some reason, I'm thinking that. He did a movie called Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far by Foot. I'd never heard of this movie. It's movie. It's a true story about a man who was a complete partier. And he starts partying with Jack Black although Jack Black is the actor who plays the character, and they have a binge night where they just go crazy. There's an accident, and he ends up a quadriplegic. So he's an alcoholic, addicted, angry quadriplegic, and he meets this woman, Rooney Mara, who starts caring for him, and this is a movie about redemption. It's a movie about what to do when your life takes a path that you did not expect. And he's a cartoonist in real life. Uh, he draw, he's a drawer. And it sort of shows, it's sort of my left footy, the way he has to draw once he's a quadriplegic, but he doesn't use his feet. But he does it in a way that's spectacularly interesting, really good. But the point of the movie is resilience. And I just wanted to take two minutes, if you don't mind, Coca, to talk about the whole lemon lemonade concept. Because I think about this a lot. I think about the number of people who once they get one ounce of adversity, they just pack it in. The number of people who are mentally weak where they have the person on their right shoulder or left shoulder who says, you're not good enough to do this. You should quit right now. You're never going to succeed. And then they do. And there's the other type of people who when they hear that, they sort of wipe it away and they listen to a different voice that says, you've got this. Three words that are so interesting to me. Four, I guess, you have got this, you've got this. When you say you have, does that count as two words, but you've, it counts as one word? Like if you get a limit, describe yourself in five words. If you say, I'm a maniac, is that three words or four? Anyway, get back to me on that if you can at David P. Sampson. Some grammarian, and Mr. Lynn can because he's dead and a pedophile, but somebody can. So resilience is what happens when something happens that you didn't expect, that you didn't plan, a tragic death in your family, you get fired from your job up in the air style and you don't know what you're going to do, a divorce, some sort of something in your life, your parents, something happens with them, your sibling, whatever the case is, your child, what do you do from there? What do you do when someone tells you at work, hey, you didn't get this promotion, you're not getting this raise, you're not getting what you want out of this career? Are you willing to spend your entire life feeling sorry for yourself and waste your life? That is my question for you to think about from this show. The number of people who when they find and, and are faced with adversity, who pack it in, it would stagger you. 
it's almost everybody. So if you're one of the ones who doesn't do that, you are guaranteed to have eight legs up on everybody else. All you have to do is keep going. Literally, that's it. And that's what Joaquin Phoenix did playing this character who kept going, found a way to get sober, found a way to work again, found a way to find love. It's called Don't Worry He Won't Get Far By Foot Because He's In A Wheelchair and He Takes His Wheelchair Super Fast Like On The, on the Streets. Find the movie and watch it. And when you're done, ask yourself what you would do when faced with adversity. So Ron DeSantis just had a, uh, just polled the head of Trump in a straw poll. I always like that word, a straw poll. It's that, is that like when you're choosing something and like it's the, the, the short straw has to go take care of your friend who's vomiting in the corner or the short straw has to go get groceries or has to go get more alcohol or has to be like McLovin and be underage and do something, right? So a straw poll, I always wondered, it's, hey, do you like X or Y in this election? Oh, we're going to take a straw poll. Pull it. Oh, that's Biden. Pull it. Oh, that's Trump. Pull it. Oh, that's a short one. That's DeSantis. DeSantis is the governor of my erstwhile state. I can't decide exactly why everyone loves DeSantis. I guess he's a bit more presidential than Trump, if you don't think Trump was presidential. But I think it's clear where DeSantis is politically. And if you are supporting DeSantis, then vote for him. I'm in. If you're not supporting him, don't vote for him. I'm in. But what DeSantis has done, and we've covered this on this show, is that it's so dangerous. If you don't agree with Ron DeSantis, you will be punished. That's not what democracy is. Democracy is when you look out at the landscape, you see the choices before you, you have the left, you have the right, and I don't mean that politically, you've got the center, right? You can either go left, center, or right, and you go left, or you go right. The people when you go right on, who go left and center don't look at you and shoot you. They don't look at you and say, you can't eat or drink. You took the right path, not the left path. Or if you take the left path, not the right path, the people on the right aren't supposed to look at you and say, that's it for you. Now let's bring it into politics. When you are elected as a Republican or a Democrat, you are not just supposed to represent the people who voted for you. You're actually supposed to represent everybody. That's the purpose. You have been elected. It wasn't a landslide. You may have just squozen through, but once you're there, be my representative. That sounds aspirational given the way it is in today's world where everything is, bipart- is, is actually down the aisle. You're either on the left or the right. If you're not on the extreme, then you're nowhere. There's no more center. Center's like the middle class. But governors shouldn't do it. The Tampa Bay Rays are trying to get money from the state in order to help improve their spring training facility. I went to Tallahassee with the Marlins trying to get money from Marco Rubio and Jeb Bush and other people, state representatives, failed every time. Could not get state money. 
and there was an existing pot of money that only went to sports teams, and we just wanted our share. The Marlins had gotten that money under Wayne Huizinga, and so people did not want to give the Marlins the money twice because they felt everybody then would want money twice, and this was money to be split up around the state for sports facilities, etc. But we kept trying and failed. Got the deal done anyway, using public money locally, tax money, not increased taxes, not new taxes, existing taxes for tourists, plus money from the private, from the owner, and got a deal done. So the Tempe Rays went to Tallahassee, and they're trying to get this money for the spring training facility, and Ron DeSantis came out and said, any bill that gives money to the Tampa Bay Rays, I am going to veto. Okay, why? I don't agree with public funding for stadiums. Fair enough, Ron. I'm okay with that. I don't agree that I can give the Rays this money because there are 20 spring training facilities in Florida, and if I give it to the Rays, I've got to give it everywhere else. Thank you, Ron. That's fair. I'm vetoing this bill because our budget is in shambles because of COVID and we're just now beginning to recover and it's going to be a few years. The timing isn't right. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate your consideration. Ron DeSantis actually said he is vetoing the bill not for any of those reasons, but because of the Tampa Rays recent statements about gun violence. I lost my mind when I read this. How dare you, Ron? You have 20 reasons that you can deny public financing for stadiums. But one of them cannot be because the Tampa Bay Rays do not agree with you politically. But David, everybody says, look what Ron did to Disney. The minute Disney didn't like the don't say gay bill, he went after Disney. I wonder, are there any lawyers out there? Selective prosecution. I think that's probably not legal. Let me think about that. When three people do the same thing, but you only go after one person for a reason, having nothing to do with what, in fact, they actually did. Mm. That sounds scary, doesn't it? That doesn't sound much like a democracy, does it? The Tampa Bay Rays did with the New York Yankees. Remember, they used their social media to try to give you stats, and I told you I wanted more action. Teams, by the way, Coca, people were listening to nothing personal. There have been a bunch of teams. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, not Jeffrey Loria, the owner of the Marlins. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, they're doing something really great in Philadelphia as it relates to gun violence and as it relates to the mass shootings. There have been a bunch of teams who are actually taking action in a meaningful way, not just giving stats or not just saying they're going to do something. So it's been very impressive, as a matter of fact, the call to action that we're doing may actually work this time. Although, of course, we said that 10 years ago, didn't we? We said that after Sandy Hook that it would work. But the Tampa Bay Rays, whatever action they're taking, and they are doing something more than just having their social media represent and give you stats. But can you imagine... 
If you're Stuart Sternberg, the owner of the Rays, what's your reaction when you don't get the public finance because of your view on gun violence? Stuart Sternberg is trying to get a stadium deal done, knows he's got to get a stadium deal done, so he's not going to be willing to go out on a ledge for this. But I will for you, Stu. I'm going to tell you the statement that you need to make as a result of what Ron is doing. And it goes something like this. Dear people of Florida, my name is Stu Sternberg and I'm the owner of the Tampa Bay Rays. I agree with you that my investment in the Rays has been very fruitful. I agree with you that we haven't won a World Series yet, but we've certainly tried and we've certainly won more than we've lost. I hope you agree that we need a new place to play because our lease runs out in 2028 and so many of you don't want to go to the Thunderdome. Everybody in their own business does whatever they can. If you're losing money, you increase your prices. If you've got a building that's losing money, you close down the building. If you've got a part of your business that's losing money, you close down that part of your business. In order to help your business, you go try to go to a bank and get loans. The federal government gave you all loans during COVID. They're called the PPP loans. I think it's totally reasonable that you do it. It's what I'm doing. I'm spending my time trying to cobble together enough money to do something that I believe will be good for Tampa, but more importantly, will be good for me and the other owners of the Rays. Whether you like that or not, I answer to partners. As part of putting this money together, I was trying to get money from the state, and I gave a very compelling case why the Tampa Rays should be able to participate in this level of state funding. And the money from the state would not be able to be used for anything other than helping facilities like what we, where we have spring training. I do not want to take away money from teachers, firefighters, trying to help homeless, poverty, hunger. Your governor has inexplicably <laughs> four six nine. Your governor has inexplicably denied our request on the grounds of our political views. Is this the state you want to live in? Is this the country you want to live in? It is the easiest topic of all to deny in the funding process and in the budgetary process at the state and local level. Giving welfare to billionaires is the simple, easiest way to ruin a political career. I get that. Your governor, all he needed to do was say no because of that. But the state that we are in now with the man you've elected is making sure that if you don't agree with what he says or you don't agree with his political views, that you are nobody. You are nothing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take all the money that the state was going to give us. And we are going to start a committee. And this political action committee is going to donate money to the person running against Ron DeSantis. We are gonna make sure that this man is never governor again. We're gonna make sure this man is not your president. We are spending every waking moment and every extra dollar 
not because we are spiteful and angry about the state financing, because believe me, we're going to get this done elsewhere, but because we don't want to be in a state, forget climate change, forget flooding down in Miami. We don't want to live in a state where we have to agree with what our politicians tell us to agree to. That would be amazing if Stu Sternberg did that. I don't think he will, though. Nothing personal pick of the day. I got to stop picking against the Mets. I'm not betting against the Mets anymore. Maybe it's the Padres. You know what, Coca? How could you let me do that yesterday? How could you let me take the Padres over the Mets? I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know why you would. We're 67 and 52. We're watching hockey tonight. The Rangers were about to go up 3 nothing. Then the Lightning came back to win game three. It's now 2-1. There's a game tonight in Tampa. This series will be tied because I told you the Lightning are going to win the Stanley Cup. Although the Avalanche, who now have to play a game five, are pretty damn good. But we're taking the Lightning over the Rangers. That's our pick of the day. We are 15 games over. I want to end today with what happened What am I talking about? Oh, the Avs won? No, they didn't. I thought the Oilers won. Time out. We're checking right now. We're checking right now. Oh, my God. They can't. This is insane. Okay. I don't want to edit that out, but I want to explain what happened. Please. When I stopped looking at the game, the Oilers were crushing and the Avs came back to win an overtime 6-5 and advance to the Stanley Cup. They swept the series. And now they get a lot of rest because at least, I guess the Rangers could win in five. The Lightning can't win in anything under six. Wow. All right. There goes that. Lightning over Rangers in game four. All right. I want to end with talking about what happened in Los Angeles yesterday. Darvin Ham was introduced as the Lakers coach and did something that made me smile. When you are introduced as a coach and you've got the backing of LeBron James, which I still don't agree that he was the choice, but you have got a uh, situation where you're taking over a team that was the most disappointing team in basketball last year. They went 33 and 49. And you are getting an opportunity, having been an assistant coach, and you are taking over a team that is expected to contend for a title. When I'm doing that press conference, I want as many players as possible to come to a press conference. I want to show, and this is what we did when we introduced managers, we would try to get as many players as possible. Players don't like going to them. They're busy. They don't like wasting their off days or their off time. But you do what you can to get whoever you can. And the players who end up coming mostly are ones who have a vested interest in making sure the team is not upset with them. Darvin Ham got introduced yesterday and guess the one player who was at the press conference. Russell frickin' Westbrook. The guy who has the player option for $47 million, who the, Do- who the Dodgers, who the Lakers would love to trade, but no one will trade for Russell Westbrook because when you have Russell Westbrook on your team, you're guaranteed to not win. And he was only on the Lakers because LeBron won on the Lakers, but then when they didn't win, now he wants him off the Lakers, but he can't be off the Lakers because he's got that player option and he's going to exercise that player option. So Russell Westbrook is standing there at the press conference. Darvin Ham then says, you people are sleeping on Russ. You have no idea. This guy's one of the best players in basketball. Hall of Famer, first ballot, top 75. He's a winner. 
And I just kept thinking, the Lakers front office wanted Russell Westbrook there. They wanted you to talk about Russell Westbrook. They told Darvin Ham to talk about Russell Westbrook because they know they're stuck with Russell Westbrook. But if they talk him up enough, maybe there's a chance that there'll be some owner that'll have a bad contract who will want to trade him out. But it's not going to happen. Westbrook is going to be a Laker, and the Lakers are not going to win a title with Westbrook. We know this. So when you're introducing Darvin Ham and you bring up Russell Westbrook, there can only be one reason. It's just business. Good luck, Russ. It's nothing personal. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.